This coverage is live and uncensored, so if you have any small children present, you may want to have them leave the room. Guys, you're listening to the newest installment of My Take Radio Beyond the Mic. My guest this week is Andrew Kippen from Boxy. We're going to be discussing the Boxy Box and also the Boxy service so you guys can get familiar with it. I had the opportunity of meeting Andrew at the Gadget event a couple of weeks back, and he took the time out of his busy schedule to talk with us. Hey, Andrew, how's it going? It's going well, Rich. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, Let's start with the with the initial just to educate some of our listeners. Um, just give us a little background on, on Boxy as a brand and as a company. Sure. Um, so Boxy is essentially a way to get all that stuff that you love to watch on your computer, whether it's from the Internet or stuff you've downloaded, and get it to your TV in a way that makes sense. So rather than just, you know, connecting, um, connecting your laptop to your TV and browsing websites or loading files there, we actually put everything into one really nice interface that brings in movies, TV shows, apps, um, connects with your friends on Facebook and Twitter, and um, just all around kind of brings your video entertainment life uh, to your TV screen in a, in a way that's optimized for a remote and for use across the, uh, the room. So Foxy is a company actually started in 2007, um, started by five guys who had been using the software called XBMC. I which, am familiar with that. <laughs> yep, which Boxy is based on. And, um, you know, this was right around the time when Hulu and YouTube were getting really popular. And they were like, well, and XBMC is great for playing back files that I have on my computer, but wouldn't it be cool if we took it to the next level and added in um, the ability to play stuff from the Internet? and connect with friends, share what we're watching, see what the other person is watching. Um, and so in 2007, they quit their jobs. They started building Boxy. In 2008, we came out with our first um, software release, which was in um, June for Mac. And then in uh, that winter, we released for Linux and for Windows, and then afterwards in November of 2010, we came out with our own little box called the Boxy Box that you can connect to your TV directly. You don't need a computer, and it runs the Boxy software and gives you that experience. But uh, for people who want to try it out, you can download it from Boxy.tv for free and uh, just play with the software and see how you like it. 
Yeah, one of one of the things that I particularly liked, I had used Boxy actually on my Mac Mini at the time as a as a HTPC, and you know, you guys had a really great streamlined interface, which I I really appreciated only because I was running XBMC, which the the application is based on. I actually ran that on an original Xbox I had, and I found it to be very cumbersome. I was impressed with how smooth Boxy ran and how easy it was to use the the software and just the level of, of interactivity and just the getting able being able to get all my stuff to stream a lot easier than having to go through my Xbox 360 or my PS3 I I really enjoyed the ease of use with that but the 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 thing I had wanted to ask you was what was the the motivating factor in wanting to go into a hardware platform um you know we actually we initially thought of Boxy as a hardware device and still have kind of kept held on to that dream but we switched over to software because a lot of um, a lot of consultants a lot of people we talked to and namely our our VCs the people who gave us money um, said we don't think hardware is the place to go so we started off with software we built out this great community of over I think it was 1.2 million users at that time we had a bunch of apps we had the platform kind of out there for a, for a couple of years, we got to play with it, test it, get feedback, and after those first few years, we really felt like, man, this is something that we want to bring to the TV screen and make for a mainstream audience who, you know, maybe doesn't understand how to connect a laptop to a TV, um, how to get sound out, how to, um, or maybe somebody doesn't have an extra computer just laying around, or they want to use their laptop while they're watching TV, so. Um, we really wanted to kind of create a flagship device in the Boxy Box um, to enable people to, to get the Boxy experience on the TV and also to get this really great remote that we have. It's simple on one side. It's got about seven buttons, um, similar to an Apple remote. But then on the back side, it's actually got a full QWERTY keyboard so that you can put in URLs, you can put in search terms, you can log into to sites, you can put in passwords, all that stuff without excuse me, without having to use a um, uh, an on-screen keyboard, which is just a terrible experience. Yeah, on-screen keyboards have proven to be uh, cumbersome in most applications. Even even when manufacturers release keyboards, they end up being really large QWERTY keyboards that seem out of place. That's one of the things in, in looking at something like, like the Google TV, which was released recently, that... It, you know, you buy this this standalone box, and then you get a giant keyboard. Nobody's gonna sit there with a remote in one hand and a keyboard in the other. I actually um, appreciated the innovation in doing that with the remote because it didn't it didn't detract from just the overall presentation of the remote. It was a small enough keyboard that can pretty much match any keyboard seen on any cell phone. Yeah, and that's actually where we took our inspiration was from the uh, the Motorola, no, not Motorola, the um, the Sidekick. So we looked at the uh, the T-Mobile Sidekick, and we're um, inspired by that. Well, I know that you've got some partnerships with you know with TED TV, Pandora, NHL, and of course MLB. One thing I, I wanted to ask: Are you you guys having issues getting some of these partners? How how easy has it been to involve them in this project? Um, it's actually been great. Uh, all those guys have been really good to work with from. Netflix to Voodoo to Ted to Vivo, um, you know, we try and get as much premium content onto the platform as we can. Um, we've got an open SDK, so anybody can build their own app and add it to our uh, to our 
catalog. Um, but a lot of the, for a lot of those guys, I mean, they just want to get their content out as many different places as possible. And I think they are, they've been really supportive of Boxy from the beginning because they see us as kind of a, a really unique player in the space. You know, we're not some big corporation. Um, we are just, you know, we're now a team of about 35 or 40 people that, uh, that just think TV could be better and want to bring all the flexibility and the creativity of the web to the TV screen. And I think there's a lot of content providers out there who, who really like that idea and want to get behind it. Well, one, one thing that, I, that I've always been curious about, how do major networks feel with you guys being able to have all this type of content and offer it? Because I've seen and read a lot of articles about resistance just from networks, providers, and even studios to some extent. Uh, with regards to their content being being seen out there, I mean, you guys can, you know, watch stuff and work on stuff with with YouTube, and you can add that stuff to your boxy queue and watch it later. But do you feel that by eliminating the middleman, it kind of puts you in that really awkward, it, not awkward, but it puts you at odds with some of these content providers strictly because they're not too fond of other devices streaming their stuff and them not getting a piece of the pie. You know, it's. It's honestly, it's, it's just a question of um, business issues at the moment. So we, you know, the content that we do display, it runs with ads, just like you would see on the web. And so those guys are making money from every view. Um, and it's really them just trying to understand and deal with the fact that there's still a lot of money to be made in traditional TV versus what's being made online. Um, and I think I read a... a a report this morning that said, you know, it's a $160 billion business of advertising on, on traditional TV and online advertising is about $5.6 billion. So there's this big disparity with, with how much money they can make with traditional TV versus online. Um, but those guys also understand that, look, there's, there's a huge audience online that is, um, that's growing rapidly that really wants to access this content. And if they don't put it up there, then that audience is going to go over to another network's content. And so, you know, we work closely with, with CBS and um, we're working with Hulu to bring Hulu Plus on board. And I think it's just a matter of getting those guys comfortable and figuring out a, a business model that works for them. Um, but as for, you know, resistance to us specifically, we really haven't seen that recently. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that only because it's 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 very it, you know, it's nice to see so much innovation and, and see so many different platforms in, in embrace this new version of, of accessing medium. But also I, I I read so much resistance like, you know, Hulu Plus is a great example. When Hulu first came on the scene, you know, as well as I do, that there was a lot of resistance just based upon what they could offer, what they couldn't offer, the level of exclusivity and the fact that at the time they weren't charging. And now going into it a lot more people are embracing these services same thing with netflix netflix i think from a streaming standpoint has become one of the number one one of the number one things out there i personally stream most of it now i think i'm down to one disc so to to see you guys embrace that and bring it to the masses in an easier format is is really great to see because you, you guys have pretty much made it idiot proof from you know from installation to use Definitely, yeah, and we want to make it as seamless as possible for people to start getting more and more entertainment over the web, and I think once you experience it, once you play with it, and you kind of get 
where we're going. It's similar to that revelation of um, maybe the first time you used a DVR, and you're just like, wow, this is totally awesome, and it's it completely changes the way you think about TV and, and the way you want to experience stuff. Well, it's funny you mentioned DVR. Have you guys contemplated or given thought to integrating some DVR functionality into uh, a, a future incarnation of the boxy box only because, you know, you got TiVo out there and you got standalone box. You know, we really think of this, yeah, we really think of this as kind of the next evolution of TV um, past DVR. So if you imagine everything available on the web, there really is no reason to, to have to record stuff. Um, so we've looked into it, but I think, you know, as a user, do you want to have to worry about recording things? Do you want to have to worry about uh, hard drive space and you know, can I store all this content? Is it HD or SD? Uh, you know, I think overall what we'd like to see and what we expect is that a lot of this content is going to get online anyway. So, you know, we're just going to build out the best platform we can to give you access to it. Um, and what we're seeing is that pretty much, you know, 100% of broadcast content is coming online. Um, if you're looking for cable content, I think it's probably closer to 30% or so, but that's changing as, as time passes. So it's only a matter of time before DVR is kind of obsolete and you're able to get anything you want to watch on demand. Well, the, the on-demand model has been, you know, uh, I, I'd, I'd like to say a, a savior for the, the the cable companies only because there's been, you know, so much stagnation in terms of that that platform moving forward. Now cable providers with, you know, are embracing the iPad and doing stuff like that, which it, it, with that said, are you are you guys looking to, you know, integrate into mobile devices and possibly stuff with the iPad where you can, you know, control the boxy box or even stream the boxy content to those particular items? Um, so, uh, let, me, let me make sure I answer <laughs> this properly. Um, yes, we definitely think the, the TV experience needs to expand to your smartphone, to your tablet, um, to your laptop. We're in the middle of, of actually uh, building out our own iPad app so that you can see what your friends are watching, watch that stuff on your iPad and you'll be able to watch uh, save things for later and send it to your iPad. You can send stuff from your iPad to your TV through your boxy box um, and you can send stuff from your PC to your iPad. There's a lot of sending involved but it basically just means you know you can watch way more stuff now on your iPad um, with the boxy app and you can also transfer that experience to other places as well. Um, and I think you know if we look at it more and more people are watching, um, you know, using a laptop, using a tablet, using their smartphone while they're watching TV. So it makes sense to extend that experience um, and kind of have the TV interact with those different uh, devices. Well, I like one one thing I like is now that you guys are are doing so much of that social media, you you, you guys are giving people the opportunity to get access, learn about other people's programming now. With that being said, there's so much there's so much more of an evolution now with Facebook and with Twitter. Are you guys looking to do a deeper level of that sort of integration now with Google Plus in the picture? Also, have you guys been looking into that? 
A deeper level, sorry, can you say that one more time? A deeper level of integration with what? With uh, social media platforms like, like Facebook and Twitter because, you know, everybody's practically plugged in at this point and now Google Plus as well. Have you guys been giving thought into expanding that relationship with those networks? Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's one thing that Boxy was built from the ground up to use social, to, to be able to help you discover content, keep up with friends, you know, hear about the latest uh, funny video or interesting TED Talk or whatever it may be. Um, so we have, you know, we've done a, a really tight integration with Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr. Um, we're looking at Google+. Plus. We haven't implemented it yet. I think we probably want um, some more usage data and uh, that pool of users to grow. But um, overall, you know, social for us uh, fulfills this big role of um, – discovering content. So when you sit down in front of your TV, chances are you turn it on and you kind of flip through the channels and you kind of shut your mind off and you veg out for a little bit um, and you discover a bunch of new content just flipping through the channels, things that you probably never would have actually sought out after to watch. Um, and in in our device category, which is called over-the-top devices or, or devices that are delivering entertainment over an Internet connection, um, what one of the major problems is how do we present you with content that's relevant to you um, so that you don't have to go out and, and continually search for things. You don't have to go to, to Google and, and type in, you know, I want to watch this. Uh, you don't have to look for this show or this movie. We can just say, hey, you know, here is a bunch of stuff from your friends that we know is immediately relevant to you. Channel surf through that because it's way more relevant than the infomercials and all the other crap that you're going to get on cable. Well, that, that that's one thing. I, and, you know, I use a, a service called Get Glue, which I don't know how familiar you are with it. And it's, you know, it kind of ties into the, the, to the boxy experience for me only because I use actually both mediums to, to find programming and, and to find certain movies. Like I remember a, a buddy of mine was watching, I, I believe it was a, a Japanese martial arts movie, and it was in his, his boxy queue. And I was like, hey, man, let me check that out. So I went and I used Get Glue to look it up also. And before you knew it, I was checking out the movie as well. So there's definitely a, a huge amount of social influence in there. And plus you're learning about a lot more stuff, which is which is always nice. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the biggest um, the biggest driver of where you discover new content, and you know, if we can be the conduit that that helps you get there, and and the place that organizes it all, so you're not kind of constantly bombarded throughout the day on Twitter and on Facebook and um, via email. So you know, if we can be that place that filters all that into one place. Um, that's on your TV that you can channel surf through at the end of the day. I think that's uh, that's a really beneficial place for us to be, and that's what we want to do. The other the other question I had was, you know, with, with working with NHL and MLB, you know, get, one of the one of the biggest things, and and I've heard a lot of buddies tell me that uh, we we talk about just cutting the cord and not having cable exclusively because we all know cable is extremely costly. And one big thing I hear is, hey man, you know. I'd be like, hey, why don't you try this or why don't you try that? Nah, because it doesn't have this avenue of sports or it doesn't have this particular type of sport that I can access on the fly. You guys already got partial coverage with MLB and NHL, but are you guys looking into going into the NFL, getting some NBA stuff? You, you know, I know Roku touts that they got the UFC now, which, you know, as, as an MMA fan myself, you know, that's always a, a selling point 
Yeah, so um, certainly we we are looking to bring as much sports content on as we as we possibly can. So we've got deals with um, the NFL and with uh, MLB, as you mentioned. Sorry, my mind was drawing a blank. Um, but we're we're talking with all the other leagues. Um, I think NFL is probably still far fetched at this point, simply because um, those guys get a massive check from Directv. Gotcha. For uh, for Sunday ticket, and that's not something that they're willing to sacrifice to to service um, users online. Um, with things like UFC and maybe MLS and NBA, all things that we're trying to bring on the platform. Um, I'm actually. Uh, one of our, our lead app developers is a big MMA fan and actually goes to the fights. I'm a, a longtime martial artist fan, so that's something that I would love to see come on the platform as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see something like that only because it's just great to get that, that one-stop shopping, especially with something with, you know, a, a, a growing sport like, like mixed martial arts. It's a great opportunity just to, to add that social aspect to it. So to see you guys be, at the forefront of that, you know, is is nice to see. I, I really hope you guys get that opportunity. And with that, I wanted to ask how how do you guys approach negotiations with these with these organizations? Is it something where you guys have to draw up a proposal first and give them a breakdown, and then it becomes an issue of you know, are we going to get paid on it? Where do we benefit from it? How, how does that process come together? You know, a lot of the times it's actually the content provider approaching us. Um, and saying, you know, hey, we realize you guys are one of the top uh, devices or software in this category. We want to work with you. We want to bring our sports to your audience of nearly 2 million people now. Um, and so, you know, normally people are, are very open to that. Um, and we, you know, work out terms. Sometimes we do a revenue share, but a lot of times for us it's just great to be able to provide our, our users with that content. Um, so we're really open to figuring out you know, deals that work um, for both parties and create a win-win because at the end of the day, the more content that we can serve up to our users, uh, the more attractive the platform becomes. And, and the more attractive it becomes, the more users it brings in and, and the more the content providers benefit. Uh, well, one thing I did notice, and, I, and I've been meaning to ask you about that, have you guys looked into just a more aggressive advertising stance or do you kind of like being more niche only because i learned about the boxy box through use of the boxy platform on my mac and then just you know being a techie and keeping up with engadget and stuff like that how are you guys going working to market it more ag- aggressively so that it can you know be in more homes i mean you go into your local best buy and, I, and you know they have it there but there's no dedicated I guess advertising platform that I've seen for it. Are you guys looking into going after that more aggressively, or is this something where you kind of just want word of mouth to speak for itself and the quality of the product to help sell it? I think that will continue to to remain the number one driver. Um, is is probably word of mouth and PR. Um, in terms of advertising, like I said, we're we're a thirty five person startup. That's um, we don't make any money. Um, so for us, it's really hard to justify going out and spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on advertising when, you know, even if we brought on another $200,000, uh, 200,000 users, it doesn't translate into revenue for us. And so what we're really focused on is, look, let's just make the best product that we can. 
Let's bring on as much content as we can. Let's listen to our users. Let's support them in, in the best way we can um, until we do have a revenue stream in place. And um, in terms of getting the word out, the way we do that at the moment is really focused around our content partners. So doing partnerships with um, people like Netflix and Walmart and um, YouTube and Revision 3 and MLB and, and all these different partners to do giveaways so that their users know what Boxy is, know um, know what Boxy can do, and also to, to cross-promote and promote you know MLB to our users and run contests and giveaways uh, to win you know a year subscription of MLB or a year subscription of of Netflix, um, and through that you know we're we're getting the word out slowly but surely. Well, that's that, that's great to see. You know, it's it's, it's crazy that in you describing the company you, you're you're still you guys are still calling yourselves a a startup just because I know I've known you guys have been established for a long time and like I said I've been using you guys for for a decent amount of time and it, it, it's funny to still see you guys in that you know that that quote unquote middle that middle ground with regards to being a startup with the, with that said how are, how are you guys approaching just that aspect of funding and and, and expansion are you guys you know strictly going with angel investors or are you just working on we're building those relationship with the content partners at the end of the day I know that you guys aren't like you were saying turning a profit but the, the, for you to be a VP you got to get paid from somewhere you know so. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we have relationships I mean we've we've raised money from a couple of venture capitalists um, that believe in the idea of what we're doing and have seen really good growth with what we're doing and, and are excited to kind of partner with us and see where the future takes us. Um, overall, you know, our, our main revenue source will be from a payments platform similar to the iTunes app store where you can uh, buy specific movies, buy specific TV shows, subscribe to something for you know, 10, 15, $20 a month and uh, any content provider that, decides to take advantage of that platform, um, we'll take a tiny cut of it. But, um, you know, for the moment, we really have the luxury. We've already raised about $25 million. Um, we have the luxury of just kind of being able to sit and focus on the product, focus on the experience, and make it the best thing that we possibly can. Are, are you guys looking into possibly adding any, and you know, and, and probably making like a payment-based model where you can add like small apps to it, like, you know, mini games and things like that to add to the boxy box? Or do you want to just keep it strictly in terms of just, you know, web content and streaming your own media? Have you guys looked into that at all? Um, it's definitely something that we've thought about. We, we think, you know, it makes perfect sense to bring um, games onto the platform, whether it's, you know, simple games like Plants vs. Zombies or something more advanced like on live, um, we would love to bring games on. I think it's a perfect fit to kind of be that all-in-one entertainment center solution in your living room. Um, it's probably something that we'll we'll be looking at for next year or the year after, um, but it's definitely on our roadmap. Awesome. And my, my my final question to you is the 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 boxy box design. Who who came up with that? Because it really is. It really does stick out, like when you put it with your, with your home theater. I'm like, I'm like, wow, you know, that looks a little, uh, uh, not strangely out of place, but just something that would definitely raise conversation when people come to your house. Who who came up with that idea, and what was the inspiration to go with that design? Uh, that's a great question. So, 
you know, as a, as a company, we were really looking to come out with a device that kind of set a standard in terms of look and feel and, um, what the boxy brand represented and also from a marketing standpoint to create that dialogue that you talked about to create the conversation. It was like somebody coming over and being like, what the F is that? <laughs> um, and, and to give you as a, as a boxy user a chance to evangelize the platform and talk about it. Um, we worked with a company called Astro Studios that uh, is based out of San Francisco. They're the guys who designed the Xbox 360. Um, they did the X, uh, HP Blackbird series of like high-end gaming machines. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. yeah uh, so very like a great company to work with, and they kind of we went through a lot of different iterations. We looked at you know the typical pizza box style um, entertainment center that fit in your rack and really just wanted to do something different. We liked the idea of the boxy box being a box, but when we um, had it be just kind of a plain square cube, it looked honestly too much like the Nintendo GameCube. Uh. So we wanted to, to do something different, and Astro came to us with this, uh, what we call sunken cube design, and it was something that we really liked, the accent of the kind of bright green boxy um, color underneath, I think helps it pop and just helps it stand out. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it was Astro Designs who, who came up with the end original image, and we were like, yep, that's it. That's as we saw it. Yeah, it, it's a really crazy design, and I actually saw I think on someone's Flickr gallery a while back they had a home theater setup where the boxy was on a black home theater stand, and it looked almost like it was part of the stand. It was it was so crazy. So I said when I I said to myself when I talked to Andrew, I gotta ask him who came up with the design, <laughs> like 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 a giant button. <laughs> so I was I was really impressed with that. But that's cool that the the company that developed the Xbox 360 would the that design design the boxy box you at that rate it helps especially for our users that are gamers to let them know that you know it's a it's a it's a sturdy and quality product and it's not you know something that is as small and flimsy as some of the other stuff that's out there yeah this is really meant to be iconic it's meant to be in your home theater system um if you like the shape to just be able to show it off and if you don't like the shape then you can put it in a closet you can tape it to the back of your tv um, our remote is RF, so it doesn't have to have line of sight, so you can put it anywhere you want, um, and it'll still work. Well, you guys have released a software update recent, uh, not th that recent, but uh, adding, you know, Voodoo and Netflix com completely functional now, and I was curious because you guys are doing now Dolby Digital 5.1. Have you guys decided in a possible software update to go to, you know, 7.1 and start offering that, or is that something that you're going to wait until it's more mainstream? Um, you know, as the marketing guy, I am not quite sure about that. Oh, okay. um, I think we're we're definitely li we listen to our users all the time to hear more about what they want, but I don't know exactly what uh, what the product design team is thinking on the sound front. But I know obviously Dolby Digital and DTS and things like that are are very popular, and we've done our best to support that as we can. Awesome. Well, we, we've pretty much covered everything. I, I want to take the, the time to say, you know, I appreciate you coming on, and this will be on our app probably by this weekend, so I'll make sure to link accordingly, and we're going to do a write-up on the site about it. So it was uh, a pleasure meeting you at the Gadget event, and I hope, you know, at some point we can 
you know, have some sort of a working relationship with Boxy. It'd be awesome to have uh, our, our our show as a something that can be on there that people can check out. I agree, man. I think that would be great. And the uh, um, you know, if you're if you're interested in building a Boxy app, the best place to start is actually developer.boxy.tv. We'll walk you through um, everything you need to get started. Oh, excellent! That is great, man. I didn't even know about that. I will definitely look into that then. Sounds good, Rich. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk. Thanks a lot, Andrew. I appreciate it. Take All right. Care. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. You've just heard the first installment of My Take Radio's Beyond the Mic interview series offered exclusively for our My Take Radio app owners and Stitcher subscribers. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode of MTR Beyond the Mic or MTR Behind the Mic, you can email me at mtrhost at mytakeradio.com. If you're getting this from iTunes, please take a moment and rate us. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks.